Hello, hello, hello. This is Shivani and you're listening to the Oversmart Girls podcast. As you may have already gathered from the intro this episode has temporarily been renamed the Oversmart Girl podcast. And the reason for that is that this is a slight this is a slightly different episode. Uh I'm not sure what it's called yet because one of the cons of being oversmart is that you overthink a lot of things and I fear I may have overthought the name of this episode. So for now I'm calling it the Oversmart Interlude. and uh, what it is essentially is that this is a shorter episode where i thought i would just read out some of the messages that we've received some of the fabulous ideas and thoughts that some of our listeners have shared with us via email thank you so much for your emails by the way it is overwhelming to me that uh, people are actively engaging with something that manvi and i really just started as a conversation but we're very happy that the circle of conversation has increased and we welcome all of you our fellow oversmart club members so the first email that i thought i would read is from lika please do correct me if i have absolutely butchered your name and they write hi manvi and shivani i'm just writing to say that i love listening to your podcast every week i'm currently living and working from home and listening to you helps me combat the madness that comes with living at home for too long if you know what i mean The other day I got into a political disagreement with a relative and they told me that I've become oversmart but instead of feeling angry or offended about it it made me laugh because I thought about this podcast well thank you Lika I'm so happy that being called oversmart made you laugh because that was largely the objective of naming this podcast the oversmart girls podcast we wanted to reclaim the word because we noticed that the word oversmart is usually it's it's a, by the way for international listeners oversmart is a very very indian english word so bear with us it's an adjective and usually usually it's used by people who are older than you and uh, it's usually used as a substitute for any other argument or meaningful counter claim that they could make whilst you're in the middle of a discussion so usually it's a very defensive adjective it's a great way to shut down a conversation with someone that you don't want to talk to and largely that happens because you don't want to admit that you are wrong or you do not want to admit that the other person said something that is factually correct and therefore has undermined your argument so i don't know i don't as as a side thought i don't know if um, i have a theory that the word oversmart was something that i largely associate with older people these are the sort of adjectives that come around when you live in a society where you are by default supposed to highly respect the elderly and any challenge of their authority is seen as a grave mortal sin right so i think oversmart is a great word that has come out of this where you're not allowed to be oversmart you're not allowed to challenge or question or uh, call out a person if they are older than you are because their age by default makes them right and even if they're not correct you're supposed to pretend like they are and move on as the as the default gesture of respect but i don't know that's that's just been my um, that's been my theory about oversmart and that is also why i think that it is used largely for women 
because men are still kind of given the free rein when it comes to being very outspoken and aggressive whereas women are supposed to be you know more gentle and timid and uh, constantly nurturing and uh, diplomatic and uh, non-confrontational so i can tell you from personal experience that that is not a very accurate description of every woman so thank you thank you lika for writing that in and thank you for enabling this rant that i just had lika also writes i'm wondering if you could do a segment about marks and college admissions or oh, marks like grades not karl marx and how messed up the cut off system is for everybody oh man uh yes we would love to do that that is definitely a great idea it is something that we have been considering because as you may or may not know Manvi and I met because we we went to the same university of Delhi college and uh, you know had cutoffs been what they are now I don't know I can't speak for her because she still hasn't told me what her grades were like in school uh, but I do know that had cutoffs been 100% for me back in the day I don't think I would have gotten into the university at all and if that hadn't happened I would never have met Manvi and uh, you know this podcast might never have happened So that's an insanely personal topic and I think yes that is a great idea we should talk about it and we will talk about it. Well thanks so much Lika thanks for sending that in thank you for listening and thank you for being such an integral part of this podcast and a welcome to the Osmart members only club. So this next email is from P I'm not sure if I'm allowed to use your name so we'll just refer to you by initial and she writes that she loved our episode on feminism and she really related to it thank you i'm very glad that that conversation resonated with you and please expect many more of those because spoiler alert we love talking about feminism and we love dissecting it and looking at all its different aspects and especially looking at desi feminism and how our world where we currently live the country where we currently live is affected by this movement So stay tuned those episodes will definitely follow. She also says that the Oversmart Women in History segment is one of her favorites and that she would really like it if we covered Phoolan Devi. That's actually a brilliant idea, P. Thank you so much for bringing that up and actually thank you so much for the attached biography of Phoolan Devi that you've written. Uh so she's uh, P has written us an email with a lot of information about Phoolan Devi. She's referred to uh Phoolan Devi as an activist. and then talked about how she went from being a bandit to being a savior for women and the poor and eventually became a politician which ended once she was assassinated for still unknown reasons so that's pretty much it but i think for me phulan devi the personal uh interest that i have in her is that she really really fought at every level right so she grew up uh, she grew up in uttar pradesh for people who don't know and at about age 10 or 11 she was married off to somebody who was much older than her and he treated her very badly so he was extremely abusive extremely aggressive um and uh, you know i i cannot use other words because they they're very triggering so she was in this awful awful marriage and she decided to run away and abscond and she managed to do it and uh, she managed to do it in despite people telling her that you know she was now expired and damaged goods because she'd been married off and no other man would want her and her life effectively and her identity effectively were over and crumbling to the floor now because she'd been rejected by a man 
which by the way had not happened it had happened the other way around but phulan continued to live in that village in spite of all of these jabs and uh, one way or the other it, it's kind of murky how it happened but she joined a group of dacoits who used to operate in the re- region so dacoits or dacoos as they're called in hindi they're a group of bandits really a very organized group and uh, they operate or operated mainly in uh, the border between uttar pradesh and madhya pradesh the two states in india Uh, they're separated by something called the Chambal Ghati or the Chambal Ravines. And this is where the Dakus used to operate from, robbing trains, robbing the villages in the area. And with Phulan Devi, it is said that uh, she was very good at it. She was very good at this job of committing robbery and crime. So she does have, uh, she did have a lot of murder and uh, assault and robbery cases against her. But what is... interesting about her is that she also was a woman of extreme power in a field that was completely male dominated and divided around caste lines and she was not somebody who was from a savarna caste group uh, but she still stood her own she still held her front and you know it's not like she had a great life even after she was a dacoit she was often kidnapped often assaulted often humiliated uh, but she kept going until she and her group surrendered to the government of india and again here it was phulan devi calling the shots so she insisted that her men be treated fairly that they be given a sentence that was no longer than i think 8 years uh, she also refused to let uttar pradesh uh, prosecute her because uh, she felt that it would be very biased since it was dominated by the thakurs Uh, and so she insisted that it would be madhya pradesh that tried her case and uh, you know she she got all of those demands and she became an icon in the eyes of people who were from the lower rungs of society and it is said that they are the ones who really started calling her devi or goddess because to them she was a symbol of you know someone fighting the oppressor someone stealing from the rich and giving to the poor so very deified robin hood situation uh, and phulan devi eventually got into politics she ran for um parliament and she was also elected and she became a member of parliament and she was one of the first women and definitely the first woman from a, a non savarna caste group to become a person of power in politics and so she moved so think about it it's this small this small girl from the small village who at age 20 is a well known notorious dacoit uh, in her 30s becomes a leader of this country and that is where she was assassinated she was assassinated in front of her in front of her fancy um, member of parliament bungalow in delhi and again we don't know why that happened there are theories that it was somebody seeking revenge for something that she had done to them in their group yeah so phulan devi is extremely interesting because when you think about it as our privilege level grows so the more privileged you are logically the fewer obstacles you have in society and it's extremely difficult to find fight one obstacle that's in your way that's affecting you but when you think about phulan devi she was in the middle of multiple obstacles right so the patriarchy the uh, fact that she was a woman the fact that she was poor the fact that uh, she was exploited as a child and didn't really have any people looking out for her the fact that she had to contend with 
and look out for herself and be independent at a very young age the fact that then she joined something that was very dangerous and had you know the challenges of uh, becoming a part of a group like that and the fact that life was never stable for her it was constantly changing and constantly a life of threat and hardship and yet she endured and i think that that's an incredible story so maybe maybe i sh- i should do a little more research because these are just things that i am uh, saying from the top of my head but you know maybe i should do a little more research and look into it and perhaps we can take it from there so thank you very much b thank you for writing in and with that i'd like to wrap up this episode remember you can always send me your stories your thoughts your ideas even memes on uh, tosgpodcast@gmail.com and if you're not particularly fond of email please find us on instagram at the oversmart girls podcast we'll see you again next week thanks for listening bye